The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. The Braves Radio Network channel on the Podcast Park is brought to you by Truist Bank. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank. This is Atlanta's exclusive home for Atlanta Braves baseball, bringing you the latest on the Braves all year. Now the fan presents the Braves Clubhouse Report. I fly ball, deep left center. That one's arcing toward the stands. It's gone. Presented by Arrow Exterminators. Call 888-GO-ARROW or visit arrowexterminators.com. Smashed high in the air, deep right field, out to the chop house, and it's gone. This is the home of the Braves, the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. Now, the Braves Clubhouse Report. Hope you're having a great Wednesday. It is the Atlanta Braves Clubhouse Report. We do it Wednesdays 2 to 2.30. Here on your home of the Braves, the fans 680 and 93.7 FM. Kevin McAlpin here with you till the bottom of the hour as pitchers and catchers have officially reported spring is in the air in Northport, Florida. And we'll tell you about some of the early arrivals to Braves camp coming up in just a couple of moments. Two of those guys we're going to hear from later on in our show as they are competing for the final spot in the Braves rotation. We're going to check in with both Mike Soroka and Ian Anderson. Of course, all eyes will be on what happens at shortstop, but most notably what happens with the fifth spot in the Braves rotation. And we'll get Soroka's thoughts on being healthy for really the first time in two years. And Ian Anderson, a little bit of a chip on his shoulder coming into camp after what happened last year. Numbers just were not the same. Spent a lot of time at AAA and then was hurt towards the end of last season. So he had to sit around and watch the playoffs on television. So we'll talk to both of those guys about how they approach this spring training coming up in just a little while. As we mentioned, pitchers and catchers have arrived to Northport, Florida. They're beginning the uh, ramp up period. A number of guys will be actually headed out to the World Baseball Classic. So the guys getting there a little bit earlier than normal, including a number of position players. That's right. uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., Ozzie Albies, Matt Olson, Michael Harris II, among the early arrivals at Cool Today Park. They've been getting some early work in with the hitting coaches out on the main field and on the backfields. The pitchers are are getting things ramped up. Charlie Morton threw a side session yesterday. And part of what's going to take place really over the next six weeks is building relationships with their new catcher. Sean Murphy uh, taking part in his first camp wearing a brave uniform. And uh, what we've been hearing out of Northport is this guy is very, very detailed oriented, keeps a journal of just about everything he experiences. So that's certainly going to help him as he prepares for the strengths of the pitchers that he's going to work with as games get going. Believe it or not, a week from this Saturday, the Braves will hold their Grapefruit League opener. It is right around the corner, and you can hear all of the action of Braves Spring Training Baseball here on The Fan, the Atlanta Braves Radio Network, and our uh, sister stations as well. We will be sure to let you know where you can find Braves Baseball on your airwaves starting next Saturday, the 25th, Braves and Red Sox from Cool Today Park. That will be a 105 first pitch. Now, when they say play ball, 
These guys are going to be getting acclimated to a number of rule changes that will be uh, affecting Major League Baseball here this year. If you missed it, obviously we know the shift has been banned. So as a pitcher comes set and delivers a pitch, you have to have two infielders on either side of second base. So no more running out to shallow right field for Austin Riley with two strikes in an at-bat. You must stay on your respective side of the infield. And as Ozzie Albies told us at Braves Fest a few weeks ago, if you hit a fly ball over the second baseman's head, that should be a hit. And uh, I think we'll see a lot more of that as we start playing games here next weekend. The biggest change, I think, when it comes to the -the on-the-field product will be the pitch timer. If you miss this, Major League Baseball has implemented a timer that will take place uh, as a pitcher gets the ball back on the mound. That pitcher is going to have just 15 seconds to deliver their next pitch with the bases empty. That will uh, go up to 20 seconds with a runner on or with runners on base. Also limiting the number of throwovers you can do to first base, just two with a runner on. Uh, So we'll see how that affects the running game. Remember, Ozzie Albies told us a few weeks ago his goal is to uh, go for 50 stolen bases this year. He said between him and Ronald, how about 100 bags between the two of them? And we'll see if the run game is uh, a big beneficiary of not only the pitch timer, but also the limited throwovers as well. And keep in mind, this also has a big effect on the batters as well. They need to be in the box and be ready to go as that pitch timer does count down. So a lot of guys that you'll see step out, maybe adjust the batting gloves, do their little routine in between pitches. They're going to have to get themselves ready to go because that pitch will be delivered. If a pitch is not delivered in the time limit, the batter will get a ball. If the batter is not in the batter's box, they will get a strike called against them if they are not ready to go when the timer does run out. So some different looks to Major League Baseball. Also, uh, the bigger bases, 15-inch bases have been increased to 18-inch bags. That does create uh, a little bit more desire to start seeing the steal brought back into Major League Baseball. We'll see what the numbers do when all is said and done this year. But do expect guys to have the green light a little bit more now because pitchers can't hold them on like they used to, and the bases are a little bit bigger. So a lot to uh, iron out and a lot of uh, different uh, rules to implement, and that will start when games do begin next Saturday. So uh, really looking forward to seeing how, obviously, the shortstop position plays itself out. What about left field? That's an area I don't think we've talked a whole lot about this offseason, but is it Eddie Rosario? Is it one of the guys the Braves have brought in this offseason? Is it a Sam Hilliard? Is it an Eli White? Maybe there's a platoon. Maybe there's a guy the Braves haven't even brought into camp yet that could be part of that in left field as well. And again, uh, what the rotation rounds out like, uh, those are the three real main storylines as spring training does get going. Now, health is also a big part of this as well. We know Ronald Acuna had a normal offseason. We know Ozzie Albies had a normal offseason. Same can be said about guys like Charlie Morton and Spencer Strider. So this team feels good about where they are from a health standpoint coming in. And now it's just a matter of putting everybody in bubble wrap and getting them to opening day, which will be at the very end of March in Washington, D.C. Now, we feel pretty good about the rotation with Max Freed and Kyle Wright coming off a 21-win season. Charlie Morton probably going to be your four, uh, you know, behind uh, Spencer Strider. But what does the fifth spot look like? Will it be Ian Anderson? Does he have a leg up given the postseason success? Will it be Mike Soroka? You look at the numbers he put up a couple of years ago when he was healthy, an all-star in 2018. Or is it a guy like Bryce Elder who threw the Braves' only shutout of 2022? Time will tell, but those are the three main candidates as camp does open up. And we'll hear from one of those guys as Mike Soroka is going to join us on the other side. We'll hear from Mike, get the thoughts on where he is from the Achilles standpoint.
standpoint, and more. Mike Soroka is coming up next on the Braves Clubhouse Report here on The Fan. The Braves Clubhouse Report on 680 The Fan. Cold months in the South mean that rodents, critters, and pests are trying to find a way into your warm house. Luckily, you can trust the pros at Arrow Exterminators to keep your home pest-free inside and out. Arrow protects homes and businesses and is the official pest control provider of Truist Park and the Braves. So you know you're getting the best from the best. To set up a free pest inspection, call 888-GO-ARROW or visit arrowexterminators.com. Here's more Braves talk from inside the clubhouse. This is the Atlanta Braves Clubhouse Report, presented by Arrow Exterminators on the home of the Braves, the Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. If you're a baseball fan, two of the best words are pitchers and catchers, and they have reported to Northport, Florida. Workouts have begun, and spring training games will be good going as the Braves open Grapefruit League play a week from Saturday. Braves and Red Sox from Cool Today Park in Northport. Nick and Chris will be down there all next week, so looking forward to their reports and their interviews that come out of uh, Braves camp as uh, things get going. Braves looking to make it six consecutive division titles, and they'll start that quest end of March in our nation's capital. Now, how does the rotation round out? Well, time will tell. Obviously, a long way to go between now and opening day, but one guy who hopes to be a part of it is Mike Soroka. The now 25-year-old right-hander has not appeared in a big league game since early August of the COVID-shortened 2020 season. In parts of three major league seasons, Soroka has started 37 games for the Braves. He's posted a 286 ERA, finished as the runner-up to the Rookie of the Year Award in 2019, where he was an all-star also finished sixth in the Cy Young balloting, but most importantly, healthy once again. And at Braves Fest, Dylan Short and I had a chance to catch up with Mike Soroka, and here's that conversation from a couple of weeks ago. One of the all-time good dudes, like I'm not just saying that because he's sitting next to me, but one of the all-time good guys in the game and a guy that I know we're all rooting for, Mike Soroka, joining us here from Braves Fest. What's up, Mike? Hey, guys. How are you? We are. We, well, apparently Dylan's a lot better Fantastic. now Fantastic. I've been waiting for this one for a <laughs> while, man. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like an athlete. I'm ready to go, man. And pitchers are athletes, and you have to remind people that sometimes, right? Yeah, well, I mean, especially as a starter, i got to do it hopefully 100, 110 times, maybe eight, nine innings. So it take, takes a lot out of you. Oh, Mike's, uh, I think he's the biggest person that sat down with us to this point. Yeah. So clearly the clearly the biggest athlete in here so far. It's probably yeah. a big staple on the team. You and Matt Olson <laughs> are, are the two biggest ones. Uh, but coming back, you get an actual for the most part, uh, about as healthy of an offseason as you've had in the past couple of years. When you were working last year, one of the things that got pointed out was you were kind of messing around with the mechanics a little bit. How are we feeling? Is this kind of got them all ironed out, ready and raring to go? Yeah, pretty well. Um, you know, the tough part about last year is that there was, there was a mix of so many things at once, right? It was rehab plus with, you know, trying to be an athlete again, just training like an athlete, training like a baseball player, to changing mechanics, to worrying about competing all in one. Right, and that's what that was the point of this off season was to be able to turn the page on rehab, uh, train like an athlete, like every day, um, and then you can kind of get to those things and make those changes because you're not in competition, right? I can I can work on that stuff in dry work, um, you know, and I don't have to worry about you know the fineness of command right away. I can I can kind of play around with it and and feel uh, feel okay just experimenting with stuff, and uh, it's been it's been a long process. Um, but it's one that I know is going to pay off, and uh, I think it's starting to, and I'm excited to kind of see where it is come camp. When you have a setback like you had, I think there's probably two ways it can go. You can be ticked off, feel sorry for yourself, or you can go, you know what, this is only going to motivate me further, maybe work even harder to get back to the level that I was at before. And it seems like 
based on what we know about you, you sort of went the latter route. You didn't sit around and feel sorry for yourself. You went right back to work as quick as you could. No, and, and you know, that's what my dad's been great for, his perspective through this whole thing. And honestly, a lot of our veteran players, talking to Charlie a lot, um, you know, everybody goes through their battles, and a lot of guys in college, right? And that's kind of where college minor leagues, same thing, you know, freed to TJ in, in the minor leagues a couple years after he was drafted. And, you know, guys go through their stuff, but mine just kind of happened to be in a, in a bigger spotlight. Um, so I think, you know, coming through that and realizing, you know, there are some things that are going to need to change. Um, you know, I basically got a concentration work in about doing that. You know, some guys have had to do that while they compete over years and years. Uh, you know, Charlie, Charlie again, talked to me about that for the first decade of his career. He was, you know, tinkering, trying to find stuff, and then eventually something clicked. You know, we saw what he was when he got to Houston, and things kind of came together uh, all in one. And, and, you know, I've been fortunate to actually have that time over the last year to really focus on that kind of stuff uh, so that hopefully when uh, we get back out there, we hit the ground running and never look back. Now, messing around with the mechanics and trying to find ways to kind of make it a little bit easier on the body, be a little bit more athletic. I really just wanted to change the shape of any of your pitches. You got maybe a different-looking hook than you had when you left, or is everything looking exactly the same? Uh, it'll probably look a little different. You know, release release height, distance kind of changed a little bit. Um, but, I mean, the, the thing that we find and uh, the thing that I was most worried about was deception, you know, all this kind of stuff. But ideally, you're staying closed down the mound longer. I'm actually probably closer to the plate. Um, you know, when I was even in 2019, I had one of the shortest, shortest uh, releases in baseball. I think it was about seven feet high and about five feet of extension, um, which is very far below average. You know what I mean? It, it was just different, so it gave him a different look. But uh, again, that was not doing great things in a lot of the places, a lot of positions I was in. Um, so the thing we find is that stuff still remains. You know, that's still your ability to, to compete, still your ability to manip- manipulate the ball with your wrist. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of things looking at even the way Greg Maddox did it. Uh, he did a lot of things sacrificing, you know, velo, but still had a lot of stuff, still had the breaking ball. Uh, a lot of the guys that, that, that do these things that I'm trying to do really well, Nolan Ryan, one of the best breaking balls and obviously one of the best fastballs. It helps um, when you've got 100 and 103 to burn up at the top. Sure, sure, absolutely. <laughs> and and he's, he's obviously extremely special, but, again, he did some things extremely well in his mechanics and what he did and, uh, he knew that too. That's he talked about that in facing Nolan in, in the documentary, and um, you know I, I think it's still going to look like me. It's still going to look like me out there. I'm not, you know, completely different. It's Did just any new surprise pitches to show this year. Been working on no, anything special in the tank. No knuckleball. No, 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 no. We've been no gyro back to where coming we are. through. No dropping submarine. No, no. no it's all. Uh, it's going to be the same repertoire. Might look a little different, but. Yeah, we haven't haven't played with that, and I don't think it's time to yet. I don't think so either. Hey, one or two more for you here, and we'll let you get back to what you're doing. A busy day here at uh, at Braves Fest at Truist Park. You're going to go into spring training. I know you're competing to win a spot on the opening day roster, but you've done this before. You've been through this. How do you prepare yourself to not go out there, you know, the first couple of days and just try to do too much and, and understand that spring training, much like a season, that, that six weeks is a long way to go. Absolutely. Um, you know, and... and I kind of said that the the easier part was going out there and, and having to compete on a daily basis. Um, it might be a little more stressful in, in terms of the whole, you know, competition for one spot. But, um, you know, that's that's where your best kind of comes out. Um, you know, I saw even when I got called up in 19 at the very beginning of the year, uh, I was making one start and then we we're going to go. And you only had that one start to think about and you were just doing what you could to get through that. You know, it wasn't 
you didn't have expectations about, you know, where am I in three months? What am I, you know, where am I in, in you know, all-star stuff, all-star voting or Cy Young? Like, there's none of that at the beginning of the year. Now it's, you know, I'm going to show up. And right now I'm thinking about my first bullpen in spring training, to be honest with you. First bullpen, first live. You know, what am I going to do? Where am I going to be? And then, like you said, it's, it's six weeks. It's a long time. Um, we take it day by day, and I think good things will happen. What, right before you got injured, you were the star. You were the, this is the, the future ace of the franchise. This is who we're building around. You went down. You see what Max is able to do, stepping in and becoming, I, I, I believe, the best lefty in all of baseball, one of the more underrated guys. You and Max have been coming up through the minors pretty much your entire careers. What was that like to be able to actually really sit there and, and watch Max Blossom as a starter and kind of see him take over? Yeah, absolutely. I've always said, you know, how far Max has come in, in so many ways uh, since we started together. And I'm sure you could say the same about me. You know, it's been almost eight years now, actually, uh, since draft, which is kind of crazy to <laughs> think about. I, I tell people, you know, it's my eighth, eighth, maybe ninth, eighth year professional baseball. And, um, yeah, where Max has come, um, you know, what he's continued to do. And I've always known he's a competitor, but he does have that relentless drive no matter what you know what's on the table as far as you know money that's not him you know he's out there to compete um he's out there to get better and, and every offseason he's looking for things to do to improve his game he also you has know. that anger mode where he got his ankle stepped on thought for sure that was shattered and uh that was a, that was a nice mode <laughs> uh, we we all enjoyed that but, you sent him a text after that i was there i was in houston yeah yeah so everybody kind of saw um you know they liked when that came out of him um <laughs> i think it was it was a pretty cool thing to see and, and just see him kind of rear back and let it go and just beat guys. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you beat some guys, man. We're looking forward to spring training. Uh, best of luck this year. Best of health. And, man, we can't wait to see you back on this mound, Mike. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. There it is. Mike Soroka. He feels like he's in a good spot going down to camp, and we will see how it plays out starting on uh, Saturday, a week from Saturday. Braves uh, and Red Sox. Grapefruit League action gets going for 2023 coming up here in just a few days. On the other side, we'll hear from one of the guys that Mike is competing against. His buddy Ian Anderson will get his thoughts on the competition for the fifth spot. Coming up next, it's the Braves Clubhouse Report. You're listening to The Fan. This is the Braves Clubhouse Report, exclusively on 680 The Fan. Meet Harper, teammate at Truist. Hello. She was born to care and always had your back. Like the time her friend's bumper car took a gnarly hit. Oh, no. His retainer went flying, but Harper caught it before it got crushed. Today, Harper's a teammate at Truist, the bank with Truist One checking. With no overdraft fees, a $100 negative balance buffer, and automatic upgrades, Truist One checking has your back, too. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank. $100 negative balance buffer. Eligibility requirements apply. Truist Bank member FDIC. You're listening to the Braves Clubhouse Report, presented by Arrow Exterminators, exclusively on Atlanta's Sports Station, the home of the Braves, the fan. With you Wednesdays, 2 to 2.30 here on the fan. Chuck and Chernoff taking over next. In the meantime, we check in with another guy who is competing for the fifth spot in the rotation, Ian Anderson. 24-year-old will turn 25 coming up in early May and uh, went 10-6 and six with a 5 ERA in 22 appearances for the Braves last season. Went down to AAA and then was hurt towards the end of the season. So first and foremost, how's Ian Anderson feeling and how does he handle this competition for the fifth spot? Here is Anderson from Braves Fest a couple of weeks ago. 
Ian Anderson, kind enough to join us. Man, it's good to see you yeah, again. Good to see you guys. We did this last week down at uh, Fantasy Camp in Northport, and I, I was telling you off the air, I was more nervous to have you watching our game than the coaches that were down there. I said, just don't punch out in front of Ian Anderson. Come on. <laughs> I put the ball in play. I grounded out, I think, but I was, I was just happy I, I got it in play. But, man, you're down there getting work in already. You're, yeah. you're as fired up as anybody, huh? Yeah, no, it's, uh, I feel like I have a lot to prove this year, so... Um, yeah, it's probably been one of the best decisions I've made in a bit to be down there and spend the off season. And uh, yeah, me and my girlfriend really like it down there, so I've uh, been able to get good work in and. I'm looking forward to, to spring training. As a young guy, there's not a ton of stuff to do in Northport. No. And I guess as an athlete, maybe that's a good thing. You can go. You can just focus on your work. But I will say there's a number of good seafood spots. I'm sure you've found them all by now, right? Yeah, no, it's uh, we, we like it. It's, qu- it's quiet. Yeah. You know, it's it's a good reprieve from the it's season. It's quote-unquote and... boring, which just means <laughs> yeah. that it's, it's able to relax. Yeah, a yeah, bit. It's, yeah. We, we, we just hang out with the dog and go to the beach and... Um, so we really like it, um, and obviously we don't have to scramble to rent in spring training, which is, if you ask a lot of these guys, kind of a hassle right now with just the way with the hurricane hitting and all that. So definite plus. Now, Braves Twitter, we have now seen some photos of you working out at the Wake Forest pitching lab. Yep. Are we gonna see maybe a surprise debut of a new pitch coming in <laughs> this year, Mr. Uh, potentially, potentially. If I um, guess it, will you tell me? Uh, I probably won't tell you now, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I've been I've been working on some different things, um, working on my delivery, uh, trying to get the ride back on the fastball. That was kind of my main goal coming into the off season, because um, that's what helped me have success the, those first year and a half. So um, that was kind of goal number one, and then yeah, I'm still in the process of goal number two, but. Um, well, you guys will see. We'll see how it looks when uh, when you see me. You know baseball. It's a game of ups and downs, highs and lows. And for you to have that kind of success when you first came up, how much do you rely on that? Do you look back and go, you know what, I'm going through something right now, but I know what I need to do to get back to that level. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, you talk about how you just talking to Mike, and I feel like me and him have, in different ways, but both been through a lot in a, in a young career. So um, me and him, we, we talk all the time, bounce things off of each other. Um, it just gives you good perspective. You know, it's, it's never going to be a steep steep climb the whole way. Um, and you're going to have to take some dips here and there. But um, to, to have that happen early in your career is obviously better than late. So I feel like uh, it's given me and him both a good perspective on things. And um, it should be, should be fun. It's a little bit more diff- different because your delivery is stri- straight over the top as it is almost Tim, Tim Linscombe-like, where it's grab the dollar off the ground type does it make it a little bit more difficult when you do go through struggles just because it's not a very common arm slot anymore so when you're working on things you're kind of having to just go trial and error or find somebody who's really specialized Does that kind of add any any extra issues into uh, figuring it all out uh i don't know issues um maybe that's the wrong word but yeah it's definitely it's definitely been it's been a bit of a struggle i would say um but that's this kind of part of the thing that I enjoy most about pitching. Is it's just constant tinkering, trying to find a way to make yourself better, figure out the next thing, and um, you know, constantly being challenged. I think that's the best way to get better. And so, uh, when when you have that ability, you kind of have to go back in the into the into the lab and kind of figure things out, so to speak. How did, it's uh, how'd that arm slot come to be? Like, have you just always thrown that's like just, that? Yeah, that's just natural. That's kind of. I never really had any pitching coaches growing up. Uh, my dad was probably the first pitching coach I had, but when like, does your brother have the same type of arm angle as you? Or, or? Similar, similar. He's a little yeah. bit lower. Uh, he was a catcher, so I think he has a little bit shorter arm action. But um, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. Like I'm I said, my, fascinated by yeah. This my stuff. dad, uh, he was my pitching coach, coach, and then kind of once I got to a certain point, he knew he couldn't really help me out anymore, and 
So he kind of was hands off, but never really had anyone I paid to go to or anything like that. So just kind of trial and error, like you said. Speaking of pitching coaches, yours is over here to your left. We're going to talk to Cranny after the top of the hour. Uh, when you think back to your relationship the last few years, what has his program meant for you, your development? How much have you learned from his experience over the years? Yeah, it's been everything. I, I think everyone on the staff would say the same thing. You know, Charlie coming in here later in his career, his his might be different, but still all very good stuff. Um, and it, it's 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 easy working with him, you know, like, you go through the the struggles of the season. Um, he's he's the first guy there. You know he's he's putting in work behind the scenes to figure out why you're struggling. You know he wants you to succeed more than you do sometimes. So uh, it makes it super easy and you know keeps things loose as everyone knows. So what's it like having a rotation of, of just a young stable outside of Charlie who's been around the block? Max is still 27, 28, but he's been around for a long time. But still, the only person over 30 is. Charlie, yeah. you, Soroka, Strider, Kyle Wright, Max, you guys are all relatively close in age, and you guys have all been relatively close to each other in terms of coming up through the minors. What's that like as a staff? You've all kind of been with each other for probably five or six years for some of you guys. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, like you said, we're all similar in age. We get to get to kind of go through things together, and at the same time, we've all kind of had different paths as well. So. It uh, just kind of shows you there's no one way to get up here and stick, and uh, it's it's fun. You know, we, we have a good time, and it's super competitive, which is I think that's part of the reason that the team's been able to have so much success. Uh, you can't just sit back. you gotta, you got to keep trying to get better, and, and we, we push each other. You get a new catcher to work with this year in Sean Murphy. Obviously, you have the relationship with Travis as well. How much are you looking forward to just kind of sitting down with him, going over game plan, and, and learning what he likes to do with the pitching staff as well? I've heard great things, so I uh, just got to meet him yesterday, and uh, seems like a, like an awesome awesome leader back there. Um, I'm sure Travis will, will be able to you know rub some things off on him as well, and uh, we're 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 ecstatic to have him. Really excited, and um, you know I think he he'll just have a good presence back there for for all the young guys and. Um, you know, once we get the game plan dialed in, I think things will really take off. And everybody has talked about him off the field as well. From a from a younger player's perspective, when you look in that room year in and year out, they've talked about it. Alex makes it a point that, if okay, you can be a great player, but if you don't fit in off the field, it's just not going to work out. How fortunate do you feel to be still a, you know, a very young guy in that room, but to have so many good guys that you can lean on, you can pick their brains, and you guys just all have a great rapport off the field? Yeah, definitely. I think... Uh... You know, as we kind of transition leadership a little bit in the clubhouse, uh, you know, obviously with the stuff that's happening in the offseason, I think it's going to be all that more important for, for all of us to kind of come together. I think we're all, kind of, like you said, a bunch of young guys in there. You know, I don't think there's one de facto guy everyone's going to look to, and I think it's going to be kind of by committee. So I think the fact that we all get along, everyone's just a really good guy at heart, I think, uh, I think it's going to help tremendously. All right, now for the rotation itself. You guys have competitions with each other. We've all heard stories of what happened between Maddox and Smolty and Glav uh, back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have anything that you can reveal on air? <laughs> Not really, I feel like. I feel like we all kind of we, we all kind of try to pitch our own game. You know, we, we, we all throw pretty differently and have, have different repertoires. So, um, And nowadays it's, it's tough. You know, your off days you want to spend off. You don't want to be golfing with, with all the travel and just how much more recovery is important now. So... Um, yeah, there's nothing really that I can think of. All right, before we let you go, I, I asked you this at Fantasy Camp last week. Are you just a little bit sad you don't get to swing the bat anymore? <laughs> just, a, just a tiny, tiny bit? I, I think if I didn't have any hits, 
I would be, but the fact that I have two, I'm fine there with you that. Go. So end on a high note, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got a couple so, of souvenirs for yep, the mantle. Exactly. There you go. Well, Ian, a lot of folks are really excited to see you, man, in 2023. Wishing you the best of luck here in spring training, and man, we can't wait to see you back on this field. Thank you, guys. All right, there's Ian Anderson. A good catch up with him as well as how he's going to handle the competition for the fifth spot in the rotation, and we'll see how it all plays out over the next six weeks in Northport, Florida. Chuck and Chernoff, they've got you the rest of the way. Hello, Matthew. Hello, Kevin McAlpin. I went a minute nine over. I'm sorry. Where are we going to get that back? Well, next week. Oh, really? Is that how that works? I'll I'll dive out early next week. Okay, but, you know, Dylan Short, the up-and-comer, the rising star, is not on tonight, so we have to go to network programming tonight. Oh, my goodness. I don't know where we're going to get this minute. Whatever, K-Mac, it's all about you. you got a big show coming up today, I understand. We do. A new segment we're introducing called Ask the PD. Okay. Where we get to the bottom of all the matters going on behind the scenes (laughs) at 680 The Fan. But the cool thing about this is the listeners can interact with the program director, and if they stump him by him just not wanting to answer because management always ignores, you know, the, the people... Uh, they'll win prizes. How about that? So we'll do that coming up here in a moment. Uh, we'll also uh, play a Wednesday game time today. It's a Valentine's-themed game that will give people a chance to win. And we'll find out uh, the behind-the-scenes going on of what happens when you hire Todd Munkin away from Georgia to the Ravens. What does he make in the NFL? We'll find that from our agent friend, Hadley Engelhart, later. All right, there you go. Chuck and Chernoff are coming up next. I'm going to get out of the way so they can ask the PD. We'll do it again next Wednesday. It's the Braves Clubhouse Report here on The Fan. Thanks for joining us for the latest on your Atlanta Braves on WCNN North Atlanta, a Dickey Broadcasting Station. Join the fan every Wednesday at 2 p.m. for all the latest news on your Atlanta Braves. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands, an easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com.